saw the movie last Saturday, and we both fell asleep during most of the film. I don't <laughs> see how this is possible. The dialogue between actors was so stilted as to be boring, which caused us to nod off more than once. Uh, oh, the, I dude, mean, the dude was ready for you with an excuse this way. <laughs> he was ready, yeah. <laughs> a terrible end to what was a good set of sequels. It's definitely not the end. <laughs> not the end. <laughs> hate to break it to him, it's not the end. That <laughs> is a one-star review from IMDb. What's up, everybody? We are Spoilers Intended, a podcast about series and films. I'm Stephen, joined as always by Andrew. Hello. And over there is Ryan. Hello. Wow, we're getting <laughs> spicier. You're stealing from each other. What's going on? Yeah. I mean, can I copyright hello? You can try. I can try. Can I'll go denied. rogue. <laughs> rogue hello on you. Get out of here. Get out of here. Well, on that note... <laughs> We are talking about Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. This is the fifth installment in our Mission Rewatchable series. Yes, it is. Leading up to Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. I'm not going to say it. .exe. Yeah, well, so usually Ryan <laughs> yeah. jumps in with the Appendix 3, whatever. He's well, because usually he adds on, then I end it with .exe. <laughs> yeah, y'all so, are letting me down. Yeah. Man, I tell you. Well, that's just every day for you, Steve. It is. <laughs> Disappointment is my No one life. ever meets your standards. Never. So, for those of you who aren't familiar with this series, we do things a little different here than our normal episodes. <laughs> it's a crazy it's episode. crazy, <laughs> wild format changes. Uh, so, no intro topic, no spoiler wall. So, this is your warning right here, right now. From here on out, all spoilers all the time on Mission Impossible. Yep. yep. Rogue Nation. So, that's the fifth one. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. I'll give you a spoiler right now. It's pretty good. But then come back because we got a lot of opinions. Yeah. Yes. Give us... The stats. Well, let's get a little synopsis. Oh, sure. Synopsis is fine. Because, you know, why not? <laughs> so CIA Chief Huntley convinces the Senate committee to disband the IMF, mm-hmm. leaving Ethan Hunt to go after the shadowy and deadly rogue organization called the Syndicate alone. That's the most generic name Unobtainium. Ever. The Syndicate. I Yeah, we, we recently recorded... Um, Fast X, and we were talking about the agency, and Ugh. all I could think of was also the, the syndicate. syndicate. Yeah, yeah. Like, come like, on, guys. Well, also, and I, you know, I didn't watch enough of the old TV show back in the day to know, like, maybe that was the main organization. Oh, yeah. We're gonna like, kick off with some trivia. Oh, snap! <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll it just is, look, go in ahead. fact, the it's like it's the specter. It's of the specter. Oh, yeah. okay. So, the so it actually is a ties reference in. to the TV show. Yes. Oh well, I never knew that. I didn't. Either. I am less mad about this now. now. I am yeah, also less I, mad. I also read that. I was like, oh, okay, oh, because fine. whenever I, I remember at the end of Ghost Protocol, Correct. when they have like the final thing, it's like we believe that the Syndicate. I'm like the Syndicate. I know. Uh-huh. It feels uh-huh. dumbest like, name ever. What was this? A TV show from the 70s? The Syndicate. Oh wait, it wasn't. It's, it's, it's from, the from the 60s. 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 Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. So we're we're going to kick it off, right? (laughs) So the syndicate, the covert criminal organization, which features in the film, were the regular antagonists in the original Mission Impossible television series from 1966. Okay. And they were also mentioned briefly in the final scene of Ghost Protocol. Uh, As the film series falls on from the TV version, theoretically, this is likely to be the same group, you would think, right? Yes. Um, So, yeah. 
That that I, that made me at least feel a little better about it too because I was like, man, why are that, we like? Okay, yeah. So that actually changes a lot of my opinion about the film. Oh. Everything's actually, different. Everything's different. Actually, no, no. It, it kind of is. It, it, everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> when the <laughs> Syndicate attacked. When we found out the Syndicate was actually a thing from the '60s original TV show. <laughs> <laughs> so I like, was there. Roll off your tongue. I was there when Andrew realized that the Syndicate was actually a. <laughs> Oh man! So uh, we're gonna kick it off. Little little info here. So this is directed by Christopher McQuarrie. Yep. So you may know him from such hits as The Usual Suspects, or more recently Edge of Tomorrow and Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. He's also done every other Mission Impossible since Rogue Nation. Yeah, Fallout, and then soon to be Dead yes. Reckoning. Dead Reckoning. Part one we are, we are getting yeah. towards the end here. Uh, so initially, he was not the choice. Uh, they wanted Ghost Protocol's Brad Bird to return. I can see why. I can, yeah, I, I can see too. why. So uh, Bird, so get this, Bird declined the offer in order to to do 2015's Tomorrowland. Oh, Ooh, buddy, buddy, you want to talk about some career decisions? Oh. I've never seen that movie, but woof, woof, because <laughs> that's the that's the Walt Disney biopic, isn't it? Is that the the George I, Clooney see, movie? I thought that was the Clooney movie. Oh, maybe that's the Clooney movie. I think that's what it is. Yeah, somebody, it's like somebody, based loosely off the ride from or the. Area from Disneyland, right? Tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm looking. I'm looking. That's that's what it is. I knew yeah. it had something to do with Disney. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and let's let's just confirm. Yes, that is okay. exactly. Yes, that's what it's I, the 2015 sci-fi adventure. That's it. it. Yeah, I knew it had something to do with that, but uh, here nor there. Yeah, here well, nor there. That was a terrible decision. That was not a good decision. <laughs> bad move, Brad. Yeah, bad <laughs> move, Brad. Uh, so let's see. So music is by Joe Kramer, uh, who is maybe slightly less illustrious. Uh, <laughs> Uh, career here. So it's not a great composer name. It's, it it's just sounds not, like a yeah, guy that works at a hardware store. A guy, yeah. <laughs> so, so he's done a lot of TV shows, but most notably worked with Tom Cruise on the Jack Reacher film. Mm. Uh, and Which then, was actually quite good. Yeah, Pretty good, yeah. Pretty and then good. also scored, I believe it was 1996's Kingpin. <laughs> I think that's the year. <laughs> Equally. So, so not a lot. Not not no a lot. Time, also yeah. kind of all over the place because Kingpin to Jack Reacher in terms of like films is big difference. Is he one of those guys that has like two composer credits but then like a hundred music department credits yeah, in between? Yeah. 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 So this film stars Tom Cruise, Jeremy Renner, Simon Pegg, Rebecca Ferguson, Ving Rhames, and Alec Baldwin. I really Don't forget f- about Sean Harris who plays Lane, the bad guy. Yeah. Because he's fantastic in this movie. Uh, I'm fine. We'll, 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 you, well, we'll you got get him in there. there. We'll okay, there. I'm fine. So, so the movie, I'm there now. <laughs> so the movie was made on a budget of 150 million. Okay, which that's is respectable. respectable. Yeah, uh, brought in a box office of 683 million worldwide. Seems like it made its money back. I, yeah. Honestly, all of these films have done a pretty good job of yeah. bringing bringing the cash back, making a little extra, guaranteeing we'll get they, another. They know who a bankable star is. Oh yeah, and it's Tom Cruise. Unlike our uh, one-star reviewer who thought this was the end, apparently decided this was the end of the series. Like, it can't survive how bad this movie is. Was there rumors before this came out that it was supposed to be the end or something? Um, Not that I'm aware well, of. Well, the way yeah, it I ends, it definitely could be the end because, you know, they they, they beat the syndicate, who right. I guess is the big bad guys. Quote, unquote, yeah. And then the IMF is now reinstated. Yeah. And yeah. then that's it. Yeah, right. I mean, it's kind of it kind of wraps it all up with a bow. Yeah, it's kind of an inflection point. That yeah, it could right. have been because like yeah. Ghost Protocol at the end has the the lead for this film, where this right. one doesn't have that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know. I was kind of digging around here for some fun uh, trivia. Trivia. Mm-hmm. So we'll go with this one here to kick us off. The film's plot was very difficult to develop. 
I could definitely see that. So the film did not have a script when it went into production. That's unfortunate. They all they had, <laughs> all they had was the major action sequences planned out. They probably Tom Cruise was like, "I want to be on a plane." Yeah. They're so, like, what do you mean, like ride no, on one? No, I want to ride on it. No, you no, no, misheard no. me. No, I said no, no, I want to no. be on a plane. We're gonna get into the plane when they filmed the underwater sequence. Mm-hmm. They did not know what he was actually stealing. Fantastic. And they just nice. gave him a card. I love that. And it was just, like, I don't know, plug this in or don't. Take it out, plug it in, <laughs> keep it. I don't know if you Let's need Let's get a version where you take it out, a version when you plug it in. <laughs> that, that, or, sorry, this was the film that he got the record for um, underwater breath holding, right? Until it was uh, broken by Kate Winslet? I don't know if it's a record or not, but he got up to six minutes. Yeah, yeah. I, well, wow. I, I think it was a record for filming. That would make like, sense. Like uh, yeah, I would for, for holding your breath in film. That surprised me just because so much of that scene looked like CGI. CGI. Yeah. That like it made me feel like I, you know. I mean, him getting spun around. That's was, obviously was definitely right. CGI. Yeah, but yeah. like he was underwater for chunks here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they still filmed underwater. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so just, that, it's surprising. And this is the one that got him yeah. the, the, um, the, record. the record for that. Yeah. yeah. So production actually had to be halted in February 2015 so that McCory and Cruz could rework the film story and the ending. Nice. Mm. So they they were kind of a little bit of a production hell here, a little rough. Mm-hmm. So they started shooting. They got the action scenes knocked they had, out. They had a good idea what they wanted they to do. They had to kind of back into the plot and, and stop. I, well, yeah. I, I definitely think that shows quite a bit with to this me, film. Yeah. It, this is definitely, like, if we're, if we're going for mod, from the modern Mission Impossible, so three till now, yeah. I think this is probably the worst out of all of those. Yeah, and and that's not like that's not saying that it's, it's a bad film. It's a necessarily. bad film. Yeah. It's just the worst out of these sets. Yeah, I mean, I, oof. The, the, I would say this one and three are, are like at least equal ground. Equal ground. Three loses to this one in like some of the action and the direction. It does because Ooh. of the but, shaky cam and the color grading. The camp, but but see, I think but for then me, Philip Seymour Hoffman is so much better. So it's like the story in three, I think, is better than this. Yes, that's been my biggest problem mm. coming off of three, going into four and five. Yeah, has been that we haven't had a villain who's really, and we haven't really had a moment in the script where the villain and Ethan Hunt you know, square off, face off, and we get up some monologuing back and forth or mm-hmm. that kind of... Like, we don't really get good interaction. Yeah. It feels like yeah. between and, the two characters, the, the villain and the... And, and I think Ethan. that's where this film really loses a lot of the interest for me mm-hmm. was like, because there are some fantastic sequences that I, I genuinely love, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's kind of mired in this... Not the best story or best script because yeah. it's so... I don't know how to describe it. it. It's a little bit convoluted. Yeah. But then it also has like some moments that like, I don't know. They're just kind of boring. Yeah. It's it's also very like cross, double cross, triple cross, double cross. Who are you? I don't know. Like, like, and again, in a spy intrigue kind of film, Mm -hmm. you need some of that. But there's, it gets there's kind of exhausting. A little too, yeah, there's almost a little too much of like, am I supposed to trust this person or not? Right. <laughs> Just tell me at this yeah, point. Like, Give me a sign. The, the girl, I can't, I can't even remember her Ilsa. name. Ilsa, Ilsa Faust, played but by Rebe- like, Rebecca Ferguson. Every time, I'm just like, am I supposed to like you? Do I, am I supposed to not like you? I don't know. Right. Because like whole, every other scene is completely different tone for her. They don't They don't give you a, a, a reason to root for her not to be... Yeah. A double crosser. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where like a lot of these movies that have this kind of a tone where it's like, you know, there's two secret agents, one of them may or may not be under deep cover. You have that like, oh, I hope she's not bad. (laughs) Yeah, because they don't, they never get that kind of interaction. Not really. It's like there's some, 
like surface level flirting that happens uh-huh. between them and like an admiration for each other's yeah. skills. But they never really develop it in yeah. this. This it never well, really. Yeah, well, and also you know, yeah. coming off of like three and four, you're like, bro, you're married, right? <laughs> That's the other yes. side of it. Slow yeah. down a little bit here. Uh, the The other thing that I think really hurts this film is Jeremy Renner's character was so strong in Ghost Proto- uh-huh. Protocol, and then I know that you know they they wanted him to be kind of like the next Ethan Hunt mm-hmm. analog for the franchise, and then obviously it didn't happen. Tom Cruise wanted to stick around. For as long as yeah. he's going to run into the well, ground, yeah. But I think for that, the the issue is, is that now Jeremy Jeremy Renner's character is just kind of sidelined because they're just like, well, we don't really know what to do with you anymore. Well, I was going to say they didn't give. I would have loved it if they had stepped his character's action scenes up, yeah, yeah. and given him well, more to he do. Has, he has mm-hmm. such a good action scene in Ghost Protocol in the yeah. Burj Khalifa fight. And then he just didn't really ever get that that same kind of moment to shine. The, yeah. the best thing he had in this was when uh, him and Luther were in the uh, the, car. the four by four. Yeah. yeah. But even then, it's like played for laughs. He's like trying to like mm-hmm. you know do the ten point turn. He's just to get, around. To get the four by four. Which I mean, four. that was that was at least entertaining. It was, it was I think, entertaining. I think they found a really good balance of action and comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they and they work with it well. Uh, I do want to reel it back though. Sure. To our plane. Yeah. The the plane. The plane moment. Yeah, you mean kick, you're in the plane? No, I'm on, on the, the plane. plane. We kick off with this. So he is hanging off of an Airbus A400M because he needed a way to outdo himself after the Burj Khalifa climb. Which I don't understand how that's possible. Uh, well, so I've got a theory here, right? So the, the Burj <laughs> Here's Khalifa, my theory. <laughs> the Burj Khalifa is only so tall, right? I mean, sure. So at points... <laughs> you can only die so hard falling <laughs> off well, of it. Well, what I'm saying here is at points in filming with him attached to the side of the plane... He was 5,000 feet of altitude on this plane because they would have to, for the shot, they'd have to take it off. Well, then you have to turn it back around and bring it back down. Incredible. Okay. Right? I mean, sure. Like, he's he's up there really high. I get it. But that's the thing. It doesn't feel as dangerous as the Burj Khalifa was. Maybe because it doesn't. I have, wor- I have a, a bigger problem with general height than I do yeah. with planes. Well, I don't know how to describe it. So so also, a, a flip side to this as well, right? Like, my understanding of, like, well, if you fell off the Empire State Building, you die, right? My concept of yes. that is very strong, <laughs> Yes, right? you would, confirmed. I um, just checked, yes. The judges but, say yes. But the done. concept of the speed of a plane, like, being on the exterior of a plane, yeah. isn't as obvious, yeah. right? Like, yeah. it's not something that you know. So to give reference here, right, to how... How much, much force. risk well just risk was put into this is they realized you know a big obstacle to this filming was not just the wind resistance but also the possibility of a bird strike yes if a mm, bird yeah. hit the camera or cruise when that plane is ramping up to take off you know 150 200 miles an hour he's just dead yep like it's just uh, that's just, that's a you know a, a one pound object at 200 miles an hour just goes straight through you oh right? yeah kind of thing yeah so he actually was struck by a small pebble. Oh my gosh! While filming one of the, I believe either six, five or six takes of the airplane. Well, I guess it came from the from like one of the the runway. It just, uh, or like it just from, kicked from the up, landing gear. Either kicked up off the runway yeah, yeah. or whatever it was in the the prop wash. Mm-hmm. So, Cruz says the impact hurt so badly that he was positive he'd actually been like badly injured for the scene. Right? <laughs> oh man! And he still had and to like, do the take. Like, like he was afraid to look down. <laughs> At, oh my at his body, right? Yeah. So when the take was over, the pebble was apparently tiny and was embedded in his clothing. Oh wow! So Oof. it it didn't actually like break through and hit the skin. I'm sure he bruised like a mofo. Oh, crazy, yeah. But like, 
I bet that hurt. Yeah. I'm sure. Because, like, you are moving. But, yeah, they had to design a special frame for the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, I do remember. For wind and also for uh, basically to act as a protective shield for crews yeah. of, well, the camera takes the bird strike and it, yeah. you know, shoves off or whatever. I mean, that's pretty much the only way you can do it, right. I would imagine. Like, So, and also, uh, McCory, the director, was concerned that Cruz would have, like, a panic attack while doing this. And Cruz was just like... You keep filming it. Like, if I'm up there and I have a panic attack, maybe it's a good take. Yeah. Like, just, just keep it rolling. Just, ah! <laughs> just they they also had to design special lenses that were in his eyes so that he could have his eyes open yep. in the shots without oh, having, I, like, dust particles I do just remember jamming hearing about through this. his eye. Yeah. yeah. So just a total bonkers, crazy nuts decision all around to do this stunt. Which is funny, too, because, like, again, it, like, from the scene, it feels a lot well, less impressive. The impact is less impressive, also, which is very I think unfortunate. It's the placement of the stunt, right? It happens at the very start. Yeah. And whereas, there's no like tension or build Right. Up there's for no it. other, yeah. you don't have an idea what the stress is around this incident. Whereas with the Burj Khalifa stuff, you have like, you yeah, know, there's a timing devices. window, plot stuff. Like it, it's not the cold open, yeah. basically. Well, I mean, the, it is kind of a fun way to kick the movie off, though. Oh, sure. It's kind, the, of, it's kind of played off for laughs. A little well, bit. He opens yeah. the wrong door. Yeah. yeah you know. Which, I mean, it's still, like, a fantastic cold open, but then the thing that always kills it for me is when the door opens, it's just a CGI Tom Cruise that just gets bounced around in the the cargo plane. Well, so that's what I was going to say about, like, you know, this is a bit of a, we're going to dip into Fallout a little bit, but, like, looking at Ghost Protocol and then looking at Fallout and the amount of practical yeah. effects and shots mm-hmm. that they do there and the restraint they use with CG and both mm-hmm. of them with the exception of the Kremlin. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, gotta say that. Um, this one it, in that opening scene, it does feel unfortunate because I would have much rather had the door open. You see him get sucked in. They cut back to Jeremy Renner and he's like, is he in? Is he in? And you just see Tom Cruise like yeah. leaning up against the side. He's going just like, like completely windblown up against the I'm side. I'm in. Yeah. You know, that would have been fine. Instead, mm-hmm. they show boing, boing, boing. This like, you know, yeah. CG Tom Cruise. That Well, and then you, then you have the chase from uh, when they're in Morocco. Is it Morocco? Casablanca? Um, Morocco. Yeah, yeah, Morocco. Yeah. So whenever they're, they, he runs the car off of like the, not the cliff, but like the, stairs or whatever yeah and the car like back ends over itself like three oh, or four yeah, times it's a little the CG weird. Is so poor yeah and it's like what just just make it flip like once yeah. and then just land it on its head you don't have to like keep doing it well i mean or just go full uh casino royale put a cannon under that thing and flip it 20 times i know like do <laughs> it right. right yeah do it practical like there yeah. like there are so many other uh Films out there, both before this, with like you know, go back to Christopher Nolan yeah. with the Batman series, where he flipped an eighteen wheeler, yeah, right, all the way up to modern day, where where they're doing it practically with a car, yeah, like it can be done. It can be. Is done. it it's, good for it? No, but they, yeah, they just didn't want to. Maybe they couldn't do it because they needed to shoot it in Morocco. Yeah, and, yeah, it could have been like a, a uh, restriction. Uh, yeah, like the yeah, area like and that's that's probably more of a likely candidate than this. They just didn't want to do it because right. I know Tom Cruise is so insistent on getting as much practical effects as possible. Well, and Christopher McQuarrie, as we'll see in Fallout, yeah. you know, again, you see that like that that commitment to the, the yeah. practical and it looking good is there. So it's not like. I don't think they were phoning it in. Yeah. It was probably, yeah, some kind of weird behind-the-scenes restriction that we're not aware of. Mm -hmm. So, Stephen, what other trivia do you have for us? Uh, Well, so, for one, 
uh, Tom Cruise did all of the stunt driving he sure in this did. movie. It, oh, it, wow. And it looks fantastic. Because, yeah. and the reason given was the stunt director said, well, he's the best stunt driver we have. <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, I believe actually Simon Pegg objected to that because he had to be in the car with the car, him yeah. at, while he's driving. And he's like, well, wait, why is Tom the one driving? Well, he's the best one we've got. Oh. <laughs> Which is hilarious. It actually is. Uh, so another, speaking of stunts, so this is the first movie in the series now that has not featured the iconic drop and hang from the original yep. Mission Impossible. That is true. Of any variation. Of any yeah, because va- yeah, we've had we have variations on it, right? Like in uh, Ghost Protocol, it's Jeremy Renner's Renner. character yeah. who does that. But that, that iconic pose does not happen in this film. When did that mm. happen in number three? Uh, uh, number three is when he goes over the wall into the Vatican. Ah, uh, yeah. yes. Drops down yeah, yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so another fun piece here, since uh, I know that... Uh, Ryan is a, a fan of our villain here. I do. I think he does good. I like that actor. Though. I think he's, he's good. He does he's a good job. He's I menacing. just don't think he is a very compelling villain for something like whenever you're trying to compare it to, say, like Henry Cavill from Fallout. Or, sure. Uh, Definitely not C- Philip Seymour. Philip Seymour. Yeah. yeah. Like for me, this movie reminds me a lot of like Spectre. On the the James Craig Bond, Bond side yeah. of things, it's definitely way better than that. And I feel like it's that, that's my <laughs> thing is like I, I'm conflicted on it because there, you know, Spectre for me was like one of the low points of of the Craig Bond it, series. It was one of the low points, and it has a Absolutely. similar vibe to this it does. of like, you know, here's this mastermind behind mm-hmm. the secret organization type thing. And mm-hmm. I think I love Christoph Waltz. I yeah. think he's good, but what he was given in Spectre wasn't, wasn't great. Wasn't enough. Yeah. This guy is creepy mm-hmm. and like Boy, howdy. to me does a good job of being the, the type of yeah. menacing behind the scenes weirdo that would be in charge of something yeah. like the, the syndicate. Well, but the, the yeah. big problem for him, right? So we don't get him really face to face with Ethan Hunt. Yeah. And when we do get him in kind of the menacing scenes where he's confronting Ilsa, we don't know if we're supposed to be supporting Ilsa or not. Yeah. They haven't made yeah. it clear. So I think that's where, if, if they had the audience solidly behind her character at that point, I yeah. think those scenes would have bigger oomph. I do yeah. think the one scene with her and him that has the oomph is when it's after the, the opera thing and she's like, oh, and if you're going to kill me, kill me. Yeah. And she hands him the gun and uh-huh. then he just shoots. And it's like, oh. And the, <laughs> yeah. and the way that they do the, the shot composition for that is pretty fantastic. Fantastic. you're just like, yeah. oh, oh, what's happening? Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, then the guy behind her that falls over. Like that, that whole scene to that me is like a highlight of both her and him as far yeah. as like I, their acting in the movie. I also really liked the actual, like the opera scene. Yeah. Just, just from its conception. The dynamics of that idea of like, yeah. Well, well, also like the execution of it where we have essentially three different shooters mm-hmm. because she's not trusted. So there's a backstop for her because she's not trusted. And there's also someone there who's what's going to eliminate her if yeah. she fails on yeah. it. And then like that, like that play, especially when you have uh, Ethan and Benji, you know, kind of in the field, but they don't have the support, right? Right. The, the group IMF has been disbanded, yeah. which I will say that feels done to death. Oh, it's at this so point. every time. Yeah. Like, yeah. can we just not do that? Just have like yeah. a community, like get them out somewhere in the field, have a communications failure and they don't have the, the satellite support or whatever. And so they have to operate on their own, but like the whole, like, Oh, the IMFs, you know, Disbanded, disbanded or disavowed. Or or right. disavowed. Like get over it guys. Like we've seen this it, it so many times now, every 
like all every, oh, the man. time. Like every movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it's definitely the worst trope, I think, out of the franchise. Well, and, and the, I, I believe, you know, according like the first movie, like that's kind of the idea is like if you take this, you know, mission, you get caught. You're out. You're, you're disavowed. Well, sure, you're, you're done, disavowed. right? So that, that idea, I think they try to carry it over to a larger scale of like, you know, we're going to get rid of the whole IMF. And like, I think to defend it a little bit, right? Because mm-hmm. I agree, it's it's dr- done to death. Like the whole like IMF is out in the cold yeah. because whatever well, goes protocol. Like, and, all the like the support staff and everyone that just gets like complete. Hey, you're just, on furlough, man. I'm well, on, well, I'm in now accounting. We, <laughs> now we do see you know like like Benji for instance. Yeah. He's pulled in. You know he Works is obviously CIA, doing his work yeah. now for the CIA, playing Halo on the sly. <laughs> um, so we do see some of that where they get pulled over. Yeah, but I I do like the the way that they do it this time is a little different in that you have Alec Baldwin, yeah. who's CIA. He's right. fantastic. He's a different, yeah, like organization. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's doing that Alec Baldwin from like Glenn Glary, Glenn yeah. Ross, where he's just like giving it to yep. him and he's not letting you talk. And then like, and we have this panel of people. And when he starts laying out the evidence, it's like, man, like he, they do kind of go, <laughs> well, it's go also, pretty. Kind of suck, don't yeah, they? It's, it's like, also a good characterization in the sense that like, because you get some vibes from him where you're like, so is he the, the real big bad? Is he the right, mastermind? Yeah, is yeah. this like part of the plan? But it's not. It's just literally they're using his you know, intentions or motivations to play off to eliminate the IMF yeah. as a problem. And yeah. then he, he you know comes full circle on that and comes back around. Which right. is a, a phenomenal scene with the prime minister. Yeah, oh, yeah. like that, that scene is Great. So I that love to that. me, my my defense of the the movie going that direction mm-hmm. is that is that you get the setup mm-hmm. scene with Alec Baldwin that's really yeah. good, and then you get the payoff scene with the prime minister. And yeah, Alec where, they make, they make that work very well. It is just a trope that's been like at this yeah. point, but, but done really like four like, or five times so in the movie. But yeah, that that scene just does such a good job. It won his characterization. Yeah, because you know he's obviously you know a hard dude that he he did not he you know he had the reasons to get rid of the IMF, and then he sees the reason why they're there. Right. Yeah. And so and, it, and why Ethan Hunt is just so a force of nature. That that character arc is like great. Yeah, it's great to, yeah. to see. Yeah. Well, uh, I also like how in the, the prime minister confrontation scene, right. He's just like going off about like how, you know, Ethan Hunt's a force of destiny. You, know, you can't put him in the same room. <laughs> yeah, and, I was like, destiny. And, and I was like looking at it. I was like, man, I hope Tom Cruise is wearing his mask. I hope that's what oh, this yeah. is. He's just, just saying about, about himself. himself. It's actually, you know, Tom Cruise is just standing next to him as the... He's an amazing lover. He's, he just keeps <laughs> like, going on. Well, he's like, got an eight-pack. People talk about six-packs. He's got an eight-pack. And let me tell you what's hanging below. You and know, everybody's like, like, hey, dial it back. And he, yeah. he's probably the smartest person I've ever met in my yeah. entire life. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that, that actual sequence, I think, is really good. Yeah. And I think we have a yeah. lot of really good sequences like that like also this feels a little more dialed back it feels a little more like traditional spycraft it's more a little bit cerebral yeah Yeah, well it's it's a little slower like the whole um where ilsa's on the the park bench with you know her director trying to trying to hand over the information yeah and he's like kind of playing dancing around like you don't really know why Mm -hmm. but like then as it reveals yeah the the like it feels like there's layers there right there is and i think it's definitely one of those where like if they would have massaged the script a little bit more or it would had have been, it for a longer yeah. time, it would have been a lot better and a little bit more tight. Yeah. The 
uh, I do really like um, a lot of like the action set pieces in this. I like the uh, the the scene where we first meet Ilsa, where he's um, you know tied oh, up yeah, on the yeah. pole, and he's got to do that like the the ab crunch, like <laughs> jump the, off the, the pole, the roll up. Yeah. But then the way the two of them like he holds that one guy, and she just knees him in the head yep. really hard, and they like set that up and then she doesn't escape with him yeah you know and th- that that action scene i thought was choreographed really well that was yeah. that was really well done and the chase in morocco after they get out of the tank or whatever was was quite good oh yeah the, the water tank the water oh, yeah i, I, like, I love that when he gets into the the uh the car and benji's like are you okay to drive hmm and he's, yeah. like, <laughs> he's just so out of he it goes, he's just so he goes out of to it. do the the, the, hood, the hood slide, slide just yeah. busts <laughs> over it yeah yeah that was like that whole sequence was really well done um so uh, one thing talking about action sequences that they were lauded for in action sequences was Ilsa removing her high heels or like when she goes, when they're up on top of the opera oh, house, shoes, please. And yeah. yeah, shoes, please. And so he takes the heels off for her and she hops down and they, yeah. So that came, this came out right around the same time as Jurassic world with Bryce Dallas Howard oh, running, everywhere, running in everywhere in high heels. Yeah. So it, what was funny is there is a push for them to put that sequence in the trailer uh-huh. because they were getting so much flack flack on Jurassic World mm-hmm. for that and they have that sequence and uh, both Cruz and um, uh, the director McCory yeah. were like yeah you know we're not going to do that because that's really kind of like punching down. It's like a jab. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like we're not here to take digs at people we're just here to have a good make a good movie. <laughs> well that's that's the thing about Cruz is just from his at least from his professional persona he he's not he doesn't like talk dirt on anyone like like if you're making yeah. a film he's just like cool you're making a movie i like movies yeah. <laughs> right yeah <laughs> i hope it's great i want to i want to see it i hope i want to yeah. be entertained or whatever yeah. yeah he he does seem especially like with kind of the the fanfare around top gun maverick mm-hmm. kind of the you know the the inner hollywood uh applause he got from that he does seem to be the kind of person where it's just like i just want to make a good movie yeah i just want to see a good movie you yeah know? yeah uh well because I, I know like historically just as a person, like he's, I mean, like that's why he wanted to be an actor is he just loves movies. Right. And, yeah. and now he's in a position to where he can just make the movies. Make he really good movies and, yeah. and have a lot of control and everything yeah. else. Yeah. Well, especially because like, I know in the new dead reckoning film, mm-hmm. he does a whole sequence um, where he's stunt driving again mm-hmm. and yeah. it's, and it's all him. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the thing is like, whenever you have a, a star like Tom Cruise that can do all of this stuff and they're like, well, he's the best one on the set. Like there's no reason not to let him do it. Yeah. Like you just, you have so much more of a visceral kind of experience. And well, I think that's what it just the feels better. Yeah. It feels well, it more makes, real. Yeah. It makes the director's job so much easier because it's not like uh, where you have to be like, well, I film the actor getting on the motorcycle. Yeah. And then the stunt driver gets on. And then I film the actor getting off. It's yep. it's like, hey, I can put the camera in where I want. Because yep. yeah. at the end of the day, it's just Tom Cruise. Like, what am I going to do? Show his yeah. face. Oh, no. It's Tom Cruise. Like, so, what am I worried about? Speaking of that, the knife fight between the, the henchmen. Oh, um, man. That was brutal. Oh, and Ilsa at the end. It was, it was good. However, you can definitely tell the limitations uh-huh. of them having to cut every, you know, basically every, you know, couple Two or three seconds steps. Yeah. just because, you know, she just like they don't know how to knife fight. Uh, yeah, Probably neither one of them does, no, honestly. Of yeah, not. yeah. yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> that's actually not goes on her. Like, I kill people every day with a knife. You know? <laughs> Why are you on set? <laughs> was, yeah. Oh, while you were making movies, I was studying. You, the blade. Sh- you should have done a better background check on me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that like the scene itself is really good. It's just there you is can a lot see of cuts. the limitations yeah. of the cuts because yeah. modern action films well, just don't have 
that kind yeah. of. And I will say, I did like the setup them. of that with like all the pillars because yeah. I did kind of play around. Ooh, yeah, that was pillars good. like like sliding back and forth with the camera yeah. as a way to kind of hide some cuts. And watching her like sneak through there is kind of tense because you're like, oh yeah, is she like on top of this and this dude has no idea, or is he playing her? Yeah. And he knows, mm-hmm. and so you've got this kind of you know cat and mouse going on. Mm-hmm. That I, it was shot really well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another area where I feel like the the plot maybe shows a little bit of like, you know, it could have used some, some more seams, massaging. Some of or, yeah. Is like with the, the underwater heist, right? So yeah. Benji's got to walk much CGI through. CGI for that for me. Well, that, that yeah. number one, but like just the, the plot reasons of it happening, right? The mechanics of yeah. it, right? Cause so many of the mission impossible movies, you get such a good heist, like in ghost protocol with mm-hmm. like the Burj Khalifa, yeah. when they yeah. got the two planes of their on different floors impersonating people in this one. Benji's like, okay, I've got to get through this hallway, mm-hmm. right, with the walking, the gate analysis. So you've got to swap this out. Otherwise, I'm out. I'm done, yeah. right? They never explain what's going to happen to him. Is he going to be arrested? Is he going to be killed? He does like, say that he would have to go, he'd be in a Moroccan yeah, he, jail. Yeah, he would just right. be in jail. Yeah. And but like, okay, but then the, the other thing to me is like, okay, so Tom Cruise jumps in the thing. He goes to the front door. Can he not just like... Oh, gotta use the bathroom in the lobby and like take a break for a minute. Like well, they don't they don't give us a like once I enter the door, the front door, I have to get through these gates within three minutes or they're gonna know something's they, up. They also you know? don't tell us like why can Tom Cruise not go in there tonight and then at eight AM right. Benji comes in for work, right? That's what I'm like, saying. They don't like, give us an excuse for like, well it's it's security swept against their database every ten it's minutes. It's got you know? to like, happen no, simultaneously. Yeah, like, like there's no justification. They there. do it and it, it adds tension, mm-hmm. but there's there's it's missing that that extra layer of like here's why I only have this amount of time to get through all these gates or here's why we have to do it simultaneously. Like, yeah, like the data gets scrubbed every night for, or, or, or backed whatever, up or yeah. whatever, you know. So uh, I, I will say, sorry, Andrew. <laughs> oh, no, no, uh, no, go ahead. I, one thing I felt was kind of lacking in this is we don't really get, again, because IMS been disbanded, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada, we're on our own. We don't really get the gadgets like we get no. No. in uh, Ghost Protocol, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that has Even the, though they all break in Ghost, Ghost Protocol. But, but yeah. it's still a re- like the hallway... The hallway... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they do exist. The, oh, the hallway, hallway projector thing, yeah. is like really cool, well mm-hmm. done. Like we get some really cool stuff there. We just don't get that here. And while it's maybe a little more visceral, I mean, we have a knife fight and all this other, yeah. mm-hmm. I would like to see them because I think they do a really good job of leaning on gadgets and, and playing with them both either with the whole, it breaks yeah, or like it, it creates a different obstacle we didn't expect or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we just didn't have that element here. And I felt that was really lacking. Yeah. So the, the other thing that I think really throws off the pacing for me initially in the film is after you have the cold open and then mm-hmm. he goes to like the record shop and yeah, he's listening to the thing. It's like, actually we are the syndicate. And right. I'm like, Oh no, why are you doing it? Like, just like the dialogue is just not very good. And then it just seems yeah. like such a, it's very cheesy. It's very cheesy. And it's very abrupt to like, not what kind of you were expecting. It is. And yeah. I get like, that's, that's kind of the point. Subversion of expectations. Well, and I feel like in, in most, movies of this type, what would have happened is he would have gotten a mission. Mm-hmm. You would have seen it happen normally. Yeah. Not a double cross, you know, yeah. recording. Yeah. And then midway, you know, a third of the way through the movie, he goes to get another mission. Yeah. And then, you know, your and mission, then, well, should, you, you have no choice. We are the syndicate. Yeah. It happens. And then it's a little more like, oh, oh, we're not safe here. You know, yeah, well, like or, if you or no, sorry. sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Uh, well, so I was going to say like, if he would have done something like, 
basically had a scene with the with the girl from the record shop mm-hmm. beforehand and then like we had you know maybe one or two more scenes and then he comes back and does another and picks up another mission now we have an emotional attachment to, to their her. rapport yeah because she has that first line of dialogue and you're like you're really him aren't you and you're like right and you're like oh i like this kind of i like this girl this is fun yeah. and then then she gets killed and you're like ah yeah he, he's going for blood now or, th- or this is another motivator to yeah. like, yeah. Instead, it's like that that scene happens, and then they they make some kind of line later in the movie. Like I knew as soon as I killed the I girl, killed the girl, or, yeah. you'd be whatever. And I was like, really? Because he didn't even know that girl's name. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah like, like, we don't even know that girl's I name. Still know her name. <laughs> so for me, I think like again, we get a lot of the whole you know like connecting the dots, right? Of like, oh, they caused you know this this crash here, and they they mm-hmm. bankrupted this company, yeah. and it's like the the puzzle pieces are moving around, right? right? Well, like, if they're doing all this and the syndicate can get into the mission system for IMF, why not just give him a mission and then he's actually working for the syndicate without knowing it? And he, like, triggers one of these events. And that's the trigger for, yeah. Yeah. one, IMF getting shut down yeah, because right. they've yeah. been compromised and, like, well, now we don't know if Ethan Hunt's actually working for us or against us. Yeah, because right. as far as he knows, he's working for us. He was for working yeah. for I. He took, a, he took a, a mission, you know, yeah. standard yeah. procedure. Like, if you had done that, then, again, we, we go back to the Alec Baldwin. Is he the bad big bad guy in this film or not? Yeah. Like, now it's back to that big play of who is actually on his side. I think that could have been a little more compelling. No, I, I agree. I think what there. we're basically doing is we're, like, writing a better movie because we – the hindsight that yeah. they yeah, obviously yeah, were like flying by the seat of their pants with a yeah, script. They had a couple know, of cool I, action sequences and that was it. They're like, this is good enough to get us started. We have to work backwards yeah. to connect, connect all this stuff. So, yeah. so the movie, the, the actual movie was not finished until two weeks before it's released. Oh my. Right. That's, uh, like, like final, final film done. That's crazy. Actually. Well, what's so, crazy is I just looked it up. Spectre and this both came out in the same year, both 2015. So that's why it was only done two weeks before its release. Yeah. Because they, it was originally slated for a December release and Uh they pulled it up to like July to avoid Spectre and avoid Star Wars. Oh, that makes sense. So that was Force Awakens. Yeah. 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 And then they also had an issue there with um, Rogue One. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. they oh, had Fallout coming out. Well, no, they had Rogue Nation in the name. So Paramount oh. and uh, Disney slash Lucasfilm came to an agreement that they would not promote Rogue One until after Rogue Nation released to prevent confusion. Wow. How weird is like I didn't even know that they would I, ever talk on that level. Yeah. Right? I mean, I guess it makes I guess sense. you have when, to you know, when yeah. you're yeah. investing millions of dollars. Millions and mil- hundreds of millions yeah. of dollars into these. Well, but, because theoretically – Rogue Nation would be hurt more than Rogue One, but at the same time, Rogue One was kind of like it was the first Star uh, uh, the uh, Star Wars movie that didn't have yeah. like what well, main it line, the Skywalker. So it yeah. was yeah. kind of a a marketing gamble from yeah. them on how to promote it. Which, probably, which so. also at that point, right? This was the fifth installment of a very successful franchise. Yeah, like even ignoring one and two, like three and four were bangers. They yeah. were making money. Like yeah. you don't necessarily want to say, "Hey, we should go up against them in marketing." Like, yeah, no. Even if you are Star Wars or yeah, whatever, I mean whatever. Disney or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting too. But that is another factor in just how hectic the production is. Yeah. Because yeah. this film came out, you know, twenty mid twenty fifteen, mm-hmm, and yeah. in February they were pausing production because they still couldn't get the script together. Ugh. And that's, then they were that's a tight like, deadline. Like that just like there's like 150 million dollars. That makes me <laughs> well. That's probably like so 
for example, the 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 chase right after the the yeah the, the rescue rocket, in, yeah. in the water thing, and he which also I, I just love that scene where they pull up right next to Brant and um, <laughs> Luther. He's just, and he's just like dazed, and then Brant's just like. What's up? Just gives like a nod and then he just like flies off. Then <laughs> she's waving. But that entire chase scene, all the driving, the motorcycles. Oh, the motorcycle scene was That's phenomenal. probably my favorite action scene in this yeah, movie. Like good. it's just well choreographed, yeah. well shot. But then it ends with like the mediocre CG of like, you know, the car flipping. It's not, it doesn't look great. Yeah. I bet it's it would have looked better if they probably had, the VFX teams had more time to finish yeah, it. Probably. But they obviously had, you know, yeah, they were deadlines. under the gun. They, they, so that's they, probably they another layer so of it. That, yeah. yeah. Well, so the the motorcycle chase whenever Cruz is on the cycle, yeah, is so good. Yes. I mean, just the footage alone. Oh yeah. Excluding the actual context of the scene is really really interesting. And just, just watching him on a motorcycle with no helmet. With no helmet. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say though, it, it did annoy me because in other, you know, like in Ghost Protocol especially, we see him kind of hurt a little bit and kind of like dusty. He wrecks on the motorcycle, rolls around in oh, his yeah, jacket, ripped up. Next scene, his hair looks great. He has no dirt on his face, <laughs> and I was like, "What? Like he? he that's what? What did he do in the bathroom to clean up? Because he looks fine. He looks fantastic. <laughs> they should have at least made him look like that. Would have been a funny scene if they walk into this bar and he's just sitting there, his eyes swollen, like his hair's everywhere. He's filthy, and he's like, "Hey." <laughs> yeah, I, I do think they they have some issues there with that kind of continuity. Yeah, yeah. where it's like. Like the dude was dead thirty minutes ago, and then he just wipes on a motorcycle at whatever speed. Like you gotta have, you gotta be a little limp. Like yeah. like we have again at uh, the Indigo's Protocol. Yeah, where like he's like hurting yeah. at the end of that. Like yeah. I mean, it's like hospital. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like you know. So the other thing too is I feel that the finale, like kind of like fight outside of the knife fight, is a little anticlimactic. It's just okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where, like, you know, you have the final turn where you have, you know, he gets stuck in the box. Right. And then, you know, like, you're like, oh, they got him in the box. And then that's kind of it. It just ends. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it Like, I like the box. Like, I like yeah. that idea of, like, he they, he uses his overconfidence and he's a step ahead of this guy for the first time. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like the the scene, too, with Benji with the bomb and he's talking through Benji. Like, yeah. that, that's a good that has that's a, a good. That's a good concept. And it's like, yeah, yeah but I, I agree with you that, like, the final you know, run around like fighting moments. with the guys yeah. are like just not as good as some of the earlier yeah, yeah. beats. So it is kind of a weaker finale compared yeah, to. Yeah, and I think that maybe I think that's why like afterwards, whenever we were like, oh, we're going to do all the Mission Impossible films for the mm-hmm. podcast. I was like, I don't really remember what happens. Yeah, in neither Rogue one Nation. of us remembered yeah. like Rogue and, Nation. And, and I remember liking it, but I also remember loving Ghost Protocol and Fallout. Fallout. Yeah. And, so it, it does feel like the the middle child in, in that little group of three <laughs> yeah, right there. Yeah, it definitely it really has like a, and again, it's not a bad movie. No. So yeah, to be no, clear, like it is, it, if we since we have compared it to Spectre, it is way better than Spectre. It's way better than Spectre. Better than and Spectre. I think it's just when you have Ghost Protocol and Fallout on each side of you, like and yeah. through a modern lens, it's hard to look back at it and see a mm. ton of like. I don't know. It just feels after watching it, I was like, "That was fine. Yeah, it was good. It was fun." But at no point was I just like, "This is right up there with Ghost Protocol and Fallout." Because I honestly was excited when I didn't remember much about it. Because I was like, "Ooh, it was like watching it for the first time." Yeah. As soon as things started going, I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm remembering this now." So I think the other issue with this film is the music just doesn't do it. So I disagree a little bit on that. Mm-hmm. Not all the way. There is a like a Rogue Nation theme yeah. that they kind of play, 
and they work it in to a few different tracks, and mm-hmm. I like it. And when yeah. they work it down, I'm like, ooh, okay, yeah, I like this. But then it doesn't do enough after that. I so guess. So the the big thing with um, like if you go to like Fallout, mm-hmm. the the score by uh, Lauren Balfe, yeah, is phenomenal. It's Absolutely. so good, yeah. and I maybe it's just because I've been listening to that soundtrack. It's just been on my playlist for yeah. movie soundtracks for a long time. Yeah. And then I'm going to like this film and it just doesn't have the punch that I was expecting. I completely agree that it does not hold up to Fallout's yeah. score. But I just think that I do like that. I, I can't I'd have to find it and pull it up. But it's like there's like a little theme that they play. They sneak in after the Mission Impossible theme. Yeah. That's like a, a repeated thing that we haven't heard before in any other movies. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we hear after. I, I call it the Rogue Nation theme. I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, so so they know. did have, so this is there's a little, little bit of trivia here. Yeah. Uh, the main operatic theme in this film is called Nessun Dorma. Okay. Which is from the opera Turandot. Okay. Which is the opera that they are at. I mean, the, the mm. opera music and the classical music was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, so, I mean, it's classical music. So that also time. becomes Ilsa's theme in the film, and it comes back up again when she and Ethan are having scenes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, this is so just that a, bit kind of plays through there some. Um, Maybe this, that's what I'm, I was hearing that was yeah. repeating. Um, this is more of just a callback. I forgot to mention it in Ghost Protocol episode mm-hmm. from last week that you were listening to right now. But uh, <laughs> I, I always laugh whenever they, uh, there's a moment whenever they're, I think they're in the, the Indian um, uh, uh, party. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, yeah. Yeah. And they're just playing the Mission Impossible theme, but like in Indian style. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like on the sitar and stuff. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> Anyways, sorry. Yeah, I just that just made me remind <laughs> I mean, me. Of I mean, it. it is always funny. Like you like walk into a bar, and there's just some dude in the corner with a mandolin playing this theme. Like, what? <laughs> well, yeah. and it, they do that in like anime a lot too, where you yeah. have like the main theme of the show, and then they just take that and they just change it to every yeah, style they, of possible. They, they transpose it to a different style. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what if this week we do it in the style of flamenco? Yeah. You know <laughs> what? Flamenco. flamenco. The language of love, <laughs> or whatever. I don't think it, that's is that the language. It's not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else I want to talk about with this movie. I, I I do think that the action is good for the most part. I mean, honestly, I think it, going all the way back to the first movie, right? Mm-hmm. This has the most feel of. Uh, Ethan Hunt is really out of like not out of control, but like out of his depth. Like that, the villain really has control over the events that are transpiring. Yes, yeah. especially with like the whole opera house, where it's like every angle is covered to the point of well, we save the chancellor by wounding the chancellor, and there's still a bomb in his car, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like stuff like that works really well, even mm-hmm. with me kind of hating on the whole like, oh my gosh, we've disbanded the IMF again. Yeah. You know, how yeah. many times can we dis- shutter an organization? <laughs> <laughs> In the span of three years. This is not how the government works. Alec Baldwin should have started off. We've shuttered this organization three, four times already. (laughs) Why are we opening it up again? Why is it back again? (laughs) But, I mean, like, the kind of like the Senate hearings, like, that's kind of a classic thing anyways. Yeah. Uh, It kind of makes me feel back all the way to, like, clear and present danger. Yeah. Uh, And those types of, I don't want to call them more serious, but more grounded more grounded spy, yeah spy theater like and this one definitely felt more grounded to the to the mm-hmm. idea of the concept and the execution of like a lot of the plots do make a lot of sense yeah and like in, in like in the 
base of reality, excluding the the water tank, which doesn't make any sense. Nothing about the water tank yeah. makes sense. Right. But, yeah, but I, everything else around it is all like, okay, yeah, I can I can see this. Yeah, for me, the, the plot points of like what's happening in the stories mm-hmm. isn't where it struggles. It's the making me care about characters and making me yep. understand the motivations and the setups and payoffs of heists. Yeah. You know, because again, we've had so many good We've had some examples really of good that. heists. Yeah, yeah, in this series. And in Ghost Protocol, we get like, what, how many heists? Like at least three. two, three? Three? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's three. Yeah, because you've got the, the, yeah, the, the hotel. Kremlin. Uh, the Kremlin, the hotel, and then you have the um, the, um, the Indian. Uh, the Mumbai. Yeah, Mumbai. Yeah, yeah. Mumbai. Yeah. Yeah. Mumbai, yeah. So you have three heists that were executed better than the one that happens basically in this movie when yeah. you're trying to like Yeah, because we, we, we get put into the middle of a heist whenever he's on the plane and it, the that whole scene feels so disconnected from everything else yeah. that it doesn't tie in to, I mean, it does tie into the story, but it doesn't really directly tie in for the audience, if that no. makes any sense. And I, I wish they had done more of a cold, like the cold open should have been longer because yeah, if you the, think of the four and the four, cold like, open, like cuts really yeah like, like for the cold open is long yeah he's and escaping that prison and bogdan's there and yeah. that it's like 20 minutes or so yeah yeah and it's maybe not that long it's probably well, you know what i mean like six minutes it felt yeah. it's more than six minutes <laughs> it's more than six minutes the, the it's less than 20 more than six <laughs> the plane sequence is is like eight minutes okay that's like. that probably like 15 yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably like 15 but it does because it cuts pretty quick right he's on the plane he's achieved you know his objective and, and he then make, he just makes eye off. contact and he pulls the ripcord and then just goes into the theme. And I was actually kind of like, what? Yeah. I thought I remember this just playing out a little longer, but I mean, this yeah. isn't, uh, this isn't living daylights where they're, you know, fighting out of, out of a, uh, oh, cargo, God, plane. cargo net, yeah. <laughs> yeah. throwing cocaine or, over, or, uh, <laughs> yeah. or uncharted. you know, as one does, it's not cocaine. It's a uh, heroin, heroin, get it right. Get your drugs. potato, potato, get your, get your drug <laughs> regions, right? Golly. <laughs> I, I will say though, just as a general oversight for where we are in the mission of possible franchise because like for me i've seen these films it's been a while yeah uh, but like for my wife these are all fresh new experiences she is enjoying these way more than the bond films i mean i could definitely see just, that I just see because that. Yeah. they're they're more grounded they're more modern they, they also have a lot of comedy they and they do it well they and, place it really well yeah. and that's the thing the the only real comedic and mix with action for James Bond is going to be Pierce Brosnan for for a modern audience because well, Roger Moore no 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 well, you have the modern, modern. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, have, yeah. you have the campiness for that but then Daniel Craig is not a funny guy Tim, uh, Timothy Dalton yeah. is not a funny guy. <laughs> take that, well, yeah, well, take that, Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig is a funny guy. He He's is just not funny as James Bond. I feel like the humor in the Craig Bonds is more like really wry jabs. Yeah, yeah. and sarcastic. Well, yeah, they, like they went very born for that series. So yeah. it's very you know, darker. Where, where this, you have such a good group, a uh, core group of people. Yeah. For, you know, you have Luther, you have um, Benji, Benji. I was going to say Simon's still the same person, same person. Uh, and then you have the straight man as Ethan Hunt. Who's just like, he's the force of nature. Everyone else is just along for the ride. Force of destiny. Get it right. Destiny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I think too, like um, the, the one thing that is, a little bit frustrating is like with each of these mission impossible movies, we have a different crew, but some same members. So like, yeah. it's never exactly, it's the never same. exactly the same. And so you, you, 
I, I agree with, with your wife's sentiment that like, I think these are more solid spy thrillers than the Bond movies can be at a lot of times. Yeah. I think these movies feel very Bond-like on some levels. Well, well it's very much it's like, kind of like an American Bond. Right, yeah, like an American Bond. But what they, where they, I feel like they're missing an opportunity compared to the Craig Bonds. Is like you have, you know, M and and Daniel Craig and, going and money back Penny and forth. And, you yeah. have these characters that come back, and yeah. like with this one, you Renner's back for this one. It was in the last one, but, but he's where, not in Fallout, is he? he no, he should be. No. no, is he? I don't think uh, he is. So I mean, I mean I'll, I, look, I'll look it up. I don't know because I can't remember offhand, but I do know that I saw he was under contract for one more movie as of Rogue Nation. Oh, really? So he should, theoretically he should be in Fallout. He may not be though. But then, like Paula Patton's character doesn't make a reappearance. So, in so this one. Paula Patton and Maggie Q yeah. were both lined up to be in this film. Oh, really? But yeah. scheduling conflicts prevented it. So, like, the plan was there for those characters to be... Man, like, what else are y'all working on that you don't want to be in the Mission Impossible well, I mean, movie that's making Brad, billions of dollars? Brad Bird was like, Tomorrowland's where it's at, boys. Like, yeah, like, I, what? Let me have a sidebar with you guys. Who's your agent? Hey, yeah, like, when was, Mission Impossible calls... Uh, according to... Answer the phone. <laughs> According to Mission Impossible Fallout cast just on Google, Jeremy Renner is not in this film. Okay. Well, uh, I didn't remember him. However, apparently Ewan McGregor is in it. Is so it? now Boy, I have to look out for that, don't that cameo. That. Oh, man. Okay, well, something to look forward <laughs> to there. Is he at in that movie? That's a great question. I don't know, actually. I've only seen it once in theaters. So I have like it at the time of recording this episode, I have not rewatched it for next week's the, episode. The next episode, oh. yeah. See, I watched it in theaters and then I bought it immediately uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and watched it at home, <laughs> or immediately upon its home it's release. Not quite I mean, how it yeah. works, but yeah, you know, I paid to get a like film you. reel. <laughs> just to my lug, home, just lugged it home. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, to, to wrap that point up, I was just thinking like it it would be, have been. Better if they could if, get the continuity a little more. Same crew each time, and then you because you get that with Luther and Benji, you yeah. know, and that kind of stuff. But so, you don't get any of the other like tertiary help. Yeah, you know, like, they're kind of like agents, and and you have so much with them in Ghost Protocol. Yeah, that's like yeah. fun to like. Oh man, I like seeing these It'd characters. Be good to see to them back guys. as a core group. Yeah, yeah, but obviously, you know. Again, the sausage change. has to be made yeah. behind the scenes. You yeah, don't always yeah. get, and they can't just you know, spend time. For all we know, they they justified it, and then that's on the cutting floor, right? Well, yeah. and it, it's not like uncommon, especially in these movies. They've already set up the precedent that you have different teams on different missions all yeah. the time. It's not like you work with the same four yeah. folks every time, over and know? over again. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it kind of feels like we're winding down. I don't know if y'all have yeah. any other points to put out there. No, I, I'm I'm pretty sure we covered everything. I mean, yeah. covered everything I wanted to say. I, yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, it's a good movie. Yeah. It's it's not as good as what it's got. You know, as the bookends on either side of it. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing wrong with it. Like no, it's still yeah. an entertaining film. No, and, and it's if you're got, do, if you're doing a Mission Impossible rewatch, don't skip this movie. Yeah. No, no, not no. at all. Like, yeah. Don't honestly don't skip any. They're all no, worth they're all, watching at this yeah. up to this point. Yeah. Uh, but we, on that note, need to chill. Sure. Okay. So what you can do right now is your, you can go to our Patreon. Your mission, should you choose to accept it. it wow. It's right there, Andrew. It's right He's there. Coaching you through it. <laughs> he tried to throw me the ball, and I looked at it, and I said, I don't know how to lay this up. <laughs> <laughs> it just rolled past your feet, and you went, anyways. Look, I was good at defense at basketball. I was never good at shooting. <laughs> They wouldn't but let me on the court because I was too good. Your mission, should you choose to accept it. See, there I did it. 
Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash spoilers intended podcast right mm-hmm. now and subscribe for $1. And what does $1 give you? It gives you access to all of our bonus content, yep. including episodes that are guaranteed once a month that you can go and listen to at your own free will mm-hmm. whenever you want. Yeah. And we have lots of fun ones. Uh, I like the, the one where we do comfort food movies. So basically a movie that you can watch any day, any time. Just if it's on, you're going to yep. watch it. That was fun going around. Agreed. Listening yeah. to everybody uh, talk about that. We've got a nice reel. Uh, if, you know, if you're interested in getting started watching anime, we've got a lot of good suggestions in that one, as mm-hmm. well as an intro to a specific part of anime, Gundam. Yep. yep. Uh, if, you know, if you're trying to get into any of those, we've got some good recommendations out there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And on top of just bonus episodes, we also have audio commentaries that you can go and listen to or basically watch along with us mystery science theater 3000 style yeah and you basically sync up your podcast on your phone with the movie you're watching on tv play them at the same time we've got like a sync point and then you can listen to us have yeah Riff on, conversation, yeah. Yeah. Riff on what's out there. So right yeah. now, for free, you can go and te- you can go see if this is something that you would be interested in by yeah. listening to the Phantom Menace commentary. Commentary yeah. that yeah. we have that is that is out on the main feed. It is yeah. completely for everyone to listen to. Yeah, but if the dollar is too big a mission for you to accept, we are not the syndicate. We still <laughs> have a mission for you that is valid. Yet, yet you have to say that legally. yet. <laughs> You can leave us, if you want to support the show, you can leave us a review, you know, follow us on socials, share mm-hmm. us with a friend, share our posts. Uh, you know, we'd love to hear from you in our Discord. We'd love to see, you know, some more five-star reviews out there on whatever podcast provider you listen on. Yeah. Or just share it. Yeah. yeah any, any, like, follow us on Spotify, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. please. That's the one that really drives a lot of uh it's crazy how much but it we does. would love for you to just share it with a friend yeah yeah or your cat i, I just don't know just tell your somebody parents. you know that you think might like this show about our show yep Alrighty. Yeah. well on that note that does sound like all the time we have for this episode until next time i'm steven i'm andrew i'm ryan and every spoiler was intended <laughs>